Hey, this is Nolan North, and you're listening to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Why wouldn't you? Take it from me. Raphael from TMNT, go back to 2007. We'll save our brother, and then we'll save New York City. Or, of course, you may listen to the Krang, because the Krang know that you should listen to Turtles, Turtles and Turtle Power Hour. Go listen, Krang. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. And this week, we're covering those 1987 episodes again. Boy. Oh, don't sound too excited. <laughs> I mean, th- there was actually one in here that I think so far has been the best of this season. So you can speculate until later on which one that is. <laughs> I've got an idea, but uh, yeah. Three classic season five episodes yeah oh yeah so this is uh what episodes 10 11 12 i think yep which is Raphael versus the volcano landlord of the flies and donatello's duplicate so yeah like we said they're they're pretty classic 87 episodes for the most part it's nothing too groundbreaking but but... spoiler alert definitely on the better side yes yeah they are of, of the season really well, two of them are. <laughs> I mean, I'd say that one of them, but yeah, uh, yeah. Two of them, two of them for me. We're gonna have to compare notes after we tell you all some stories. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we do. We do all of this live. So, let me tell you a story. Perhaps I can best explain the story of my young friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. All right, so my episode, number 10, Raphael versus the Volcano. This episode is released on October 5th of 1991 and written by Carol Mendelssohn. So April and Vernon are given assignments by Byrne. Vernon is sent to the island of Papalua to report on a volcanic eruption, and April is sent to a naming ceremony of a newly discovered lily. The volcanic eruption is dangerous for Vernon, while the naming ceremony is boring for April. That is, until the flower is named, and the scientist who discovered it, Willie Vanilli, is outraged that it isn't named after him. He vows revenge on the world. Now, during this time in the turtle's lair, Donatello has completed a machine that can give a complete physical exam with just a scan of your finger. The turtles all try it and are in perfect health. Except for Raphael, that is. He totally bombed it and believes he might actually be incredibly sick. He walks in on the wrong part of a conversation between Don and Mikey about needing to let go of the oven because its time is up too soon 
but its time is up. And Raphael thinks that they're talking about him. He decides that he is going to spend the short time he has left in life being a superhero. The Green Defender. He goes and gets a costume and runs around making big... He goes and he gets a costume and runs around taking big unnecessary risks to help people and kittens. His brothers and April try to run him down when Don realizes that his machine actually glitched. Raphael is not actually in terrible health. He's probably just as healthy as the turtles. Now, remember that scientist I mentioned earlier, Willie Vanilli? Yeah, he finally puts his revenge plot into motion. He tosses a canister with a toxic chemical that will kill all the plants in the world when the volcano blows. Then he announces on live TV into Vernon's microphone what he has done. Raphael catches this announcement on a TV in a store window and takes the turtle blimp to go save the plants. The turtles can't find Raph, so they go to the lair to get the blimp to help them look. They find a note written by Raphael saying why he took the blimp and where. April is being sent to cover the disaster because Vernon is too chicken, so the turtles hitch a ride with her to the island of Papalua. Raphael jumps into the volcano and grabs the canister. Just then, Don finally drops in on a line and breaks the good news to Raph. They get Raph out of the volcano with the canister, and Willie Vanilli is arrested. The end. Absolutely riveting. Next, we I have. I just wanted to point out real yeah. quick: he was a botanist, not a scientist. A botanist, botanist is a kind is of, a scientist. of scientist. It's, it's, it's a close spec- enough. It's a special. It's a, it's a specification. This is. Uh, you have an istism, I think, is what it is. Oh, I got an ism. <laughs> yes, it's a. It's an istism botanist scientist anyhow next episode is landlord of the flies season six episode 11 originally aired october 12 1991 written by the late great gordon bresick uh so the city's all covered in flies bebop and rocksteady are attempting to steal something when they're attacked by baxter stockman he can control swarms of flies now and forces the two back into their transport module and escorts them back to the Technodrome to get his revenge on Krang and Shredder. He's stopped by Shredder turning up the AC really high and freezing the flies, but Krang says that Baxter's plan actually has some promise. He says if Baxter can help him take over the city, he'll turn Baxter back into a regular human. The turtles are also being menaced by flies, and Don figures out that the flies are freaked out by the turtle comm signal when April calls about her next report, an interview with none other than Baxter Stockman. This, this of course, draws the turtles into action. They confront Baxter on a bridge, and also Bebop and Rocksteady show up to help Baxter, assuming that Crane can also turn them back into human if Baxter is successful in taking over the city. They trap so the turtles under some overturned cars and are about to blast them when the turtles rip off some car roofs and throw them at Bebop and Rocksteady, knocking them into the river. Uh, but then a bunch of flies pick up a car and throw it on the turtles, trapping them under it. Baxter, as he's flying away, he mentions the city will be powerless. So the turtles surmise that he's going to the power plant since, you know, that's where power comes from. So his plan is to jam up the generator with a bunch of fly corpses. Uh, the turtles put up a big plastic sheet to protect the generator, but the flies burst through it and they flood the generator and it explodes. So the city's without power except for the ballpark, which has its own generator. 
Uh, the turtles fight Baxter there with April's help. She's on the organ making a, a noise that really annoys all the flies. Uh, also, Shredder shows up for some reason, uh, but he's bested by an automatic pitching machine. Meanwhile, Donatella runs and grabs his portable portal generator and banishes Baxter to another dimension. Thus, the day is saved. The end. Just riveting stuff. The other episode from that same day, uh, Donatello's Duplicate. Original air date, October 12th, 1991. Written by Jack and Carol Mendelssohn. A beleaguered Donatello desperately tries to fix the TV while Raphael complains, only to be interrupted by Michelangelo's declaration that the oven is on the fritz. Donatello laments that every time something breaks, he's the one who's expected to fix it. When suddenly Leonardo comes to his defense, it's with another broken item. Angered by the lack of gratitude, Donatello decides that he's going to create a clone of himself so that he could spend more time on his inventions while that clone spends more time fixing things around the lair. Donatello tests his latest invention on a sewer rat and accidentally gets his hand in the way, causing the rat clone to have Donatello's voice and a part of his intellect. The talking rat is discovered by the Rat King, and he's convinced by the local hood, Pinky McFingers, that they could take over the world with Donatello's invention. Meanwhile, Donatello turns his cloning machine on himself, and thanks to his algebraic miscalculation, creates a clone that is ten times smarter than he, than he is. The clone refuses to do the work that Donatello specifically created it for, and Donatello decides to put him in his place until he discovers that the clone also has ten times his ninja skills. The clone defeats Donatello, ties him up, gags him, and locks him in a closet. The clone proves to be a problem for the other turtles as he insults them and refuses to fix anything for them. Leonardo decides to try and put him in his place, but the clone quickly dispatches the turtle. He then goes into the sewer for some fresh air, only to find himself abducted by Pinky McFingers and the Rat King. Pinky McFingers betrays the Rat King now that he has Donatello's clone. Meanwhile, at the hideout, the clone convinces McFingers that he is not Donatello, but a smarter, stronger duplicate. He also agrees to build a cloning device that can replicate thousands of rats causing the city to be infested with them within a few hours. While the city is in a panic, McFingers and his crew loot the shops, and April and Vernon witness the clone heading, leading a rat army through the streets. And April then contacts the turtles to tell them what she saw. Meanwhile, back at the lair, the turtles are attempting to fix things without Donatello's help, but are struggling not to break them further. They then receive April's message and the news that Donatello's behind the plague of rats. The other turtles check in his lab and find the real Donatello locked in a closet. Once free, Donatello tells them of his clone and how he turned on him. April trails McFingers' limo to his mansion, only to be apprehended by his thugs. And on their way back to the lair, the turtles encounter the Rat King, who is more than happy to help them find the clone in order to get his revenge against Pinky McFingers. The Rat King gives our heroes Pinky McFingers' address. McFingers and the clone are about to feed April to the rat clones when the turtles burst in and the clone contemptuously blasts the other turtles with the cloning ray, creating malevolent doppelgangers of all of them. The clone demands that Donatello acknowledge him as his scientific superior and becomes enraged as Donatello questions whether he can reverse the procedure because he's just a clone. 
when he reverses the ray, all the clones, including himself, vanish from this world, and McFingers is arrested. Back at the lair, Donatello is happily fixing things. Splinter comments that he has learned a valuable lesson in which Donatello agrees. Then Raphael comes in dressed as Donatello to make him think that another clone was made, and when Donatello realizes it's a joke, he angrily chases Absolutely riveting. Just you want to bury good the lead? television. What, what were the two good ones and what was the bad one, or vice versa? <laughs> oh, no, we want to do it again. <laughs> uh, I actually really liked Raphael versus the volcano. Okay. And Donatello's duplicate. But Mine, Spencer. Mine's Donatello's duplicate. I thought Donatello's duplicate was one of the better ones of these three. Um, I really did not like Landlord, Landlord of the Flies. No. And Wrath mm-hmm. versus the Volcano was like, it was okay. But they say, and I'll say this again during anchovies, they call him the Green Defender at least 15 times that I've No, no, no. It. It's the Green Defender. Yes. 15 times. It's a 22-minute episode. <laughs> I... I like the Green Defender gag, so I'll save that for my section. But still, okay. the the best superhero name that a turtle has come up with for themselves is Turtle Titan. I'll die on that hell. <laughs> you don't like hey. Turflytle? Yeah, no, Turflytle is still way better. Turtle Titan is great. Turtle Titan's pretty pretty good. Anyway, let's take it to the second time around. Second time around. Raphael versus the volcano, obviously a reference to the movie Joe versus the volcano. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, obviously, obviously, yeah, obviously. yeah. How could anybody Ooh. miss that? Who hasn't seen that movie? I've I've definitely seen that movie. Yeah, huh. it's got Tom uh, Hanks. I've heard of it, but I've not seen Joe versus the volcano. I've not seen it either. I I'm just aware of it, and I know it's like uh, what this guy's like terminally ill and uh volunteers for like a basically a ritual sacrifice into a volcano yeah oh see okay the problem is is like i've seen very few tom hanks movies and for some reason one of those was his first gig in mazes and monsters but i haven't seen joe versus the volcano (laughs) mazes and monsters if you want to like laugh at something because it's so bad it's good and like just like the satanic panic and everything else of that time especially around dungeons and dragons give that movie a watch it's hilarious it was a primetime special he gave a story about a guy that can no longer tell the difference between what's real and what's fake anymore because he's addicted to playing dungeons and dragons it's it's really funny all right you got me you got me interested now (laughs) it's so bad (laughs) uh so one gag that i'm surprised uh we didn't mention uh or nobody nobody mentioned even the turtlepedia article doesn't mention this um the professor uh wilhelm vanilli yeah willie vanilli isn't that close to millie vanilli it's supposed to be a millie vanilli gag yeah Uh so i just i was just surprised that like even the turtlepedia article doesn't mention that but yeah and and for younger viewers, I remember being taught this by the uh, Animaniacs. No, I, I was actually just taught this by the the ancients and their wisdom. Uh, you know, bestowing this upon me, passing it down. The the wise men of the village, uh, <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> telling me that uh, 
they were weren't they just like a band or like i guess more of a singing group like a boy band they went out and performed and then everyone learned that it wasn't even the people like out there performing they were lip syncing that it was actually other people singing the songs but they weren't as attractive yeah so it's, they, it's like, a duo yeah it's a duo. so they're 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 a duo and so yeah so the thing was is like they they were lip syncing mm-hmm. um, i think but, if i remember right there's like video of them like like they're lip syncing and then like the CD skips. And so like one of them tries to run back and like fix it. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a big scandal. Ah. Cause like, cause like also like English wasn't their first language. Yeah. I think they were, like they're, they're from Germany. Yeah. And so like it came out cause people had always kind of questioned like, Oh, like you're singing in English. Like your, your English singing is very, is very good you're speaking english is not yeah uh, and so it it kind of it kind of came out i think it really was them um but it i don't know it's been so long since i've even thought about millie vanilli yeah what uh, i was told is that like the actual singers weren't very attractive and everything else and i guess barely weren't good performers and so they had like those people sing the songs and then these guys went out and took the credit and and sang and danced and did the performance. Well, you know, lip synced and danced and did the performance kind of thing. And then I heard that there were like big things where people were like chucking their Millie Vanilli CDs in the streets and they were being like steamrolled and stuff. Uh, that's what I'd heard. I'm like speed reading their Wikipedia article. <laughs> yeah. Uh- I think all I ever knew was that that part because I've seen the video where like the record skips and they're yeah. I mean they're tr- they're actually like performing live but then yeah it, the record skips <laughs> but then it's not that live yeah and so yeah, and so yeah. it's and a, so it was it's a big a huge... scandal and it kind of you know it, it still happens to the, till today you know like like the Super Bowl halftime is all pre-recorded but like nobody cares anymore yeah yeah the, was it the Jessica Simpson thing where she did like the hoedown. On Saturday, uh, that was Saturday. Ashley Simpson. Yeah. Ashley Simpson, that's right. Mm-hmm. I knew it was a Simpson. Right. I think uh, my, f- my favorite Super Bowl halftime thing, though, was like Nirvana because, like, they wouldn't let him play any of their instruments or anything live. And so it was just Kurt Cobain and he sings Teen Spirit in like the weirdest hmm. way possible, just alone by himself, just totally ruins their halftime show because they wouldn't let them like actually play. <laughs> Remember a couple of years ago when the Red Hot Chili Peppers did it, and there was an article that came out later that like there were no pickups on the guitars, so they're like, "Well, it's it must be pre-recorded." But like whoever else was playing with them had like trumpeters or, or like one guy with a trombone and like two guys with trumpets. I'm like, you you know you can't hear those in the top stands though. Like that stadium's so big. <laughs> That's why yeah. marching bands have like forty of them. You know, uh-huh. like who do you think you're you're fooling? You know, we we all know it's pre-recorded music. Yeah, too big a show. Anyway, yeah, Millie Vanilli. Okay, so yeah, so it was so the music was finished by quote unquote finished by um different studio performers. Oh, so, different ones. Yeah, so it was Fab Morvin and Rob Pilatus are Millie Vanilli. And then other people who recorded Charles Shaw, John Davis, Brad Howell, Jody Rocco, Linda Rocco, and Screedy Pilatus. Hmm. And Dang. so so during the controversy, Charles Shaw was the one who'd come out in like 1989 that he was one of the three people like who sang on that 
Wow. So anyway, I, I just, I remember it being a thing when I was younger. And so this is kind of timely because that was like 1989, 1990. Um, so for this episode in 1991, like in the latter half of 1991 to make that reference in a way, because I mean, they were big too before then. So kind of makes me wonder how long this episode had been <laughs> like how long that script had been around yeah well i mean it would have had to have been after they their their thing because like this story is about someone else like essentially naming it after themselves you know taking the credit yeah. well i mean the Willy name Vanilli, the name so. is a gag yeah but like is it a gag because of the controversy or because they were famous that's that's what i'm saying like that's yeah. what my that's how that's why I wonder like how long this script had been sitting around. Yeah, it's been that interesting because uh Joe versus the volcano was like a 1990 movie. So oh okay. So then think, maybe, not, maybe time, not, you know, yeah. Are, are ready to go to the next episode? Yeah, I am. So Landlord of the Flies play on Lord of the Flies, the movie. And the book was was that was this a you know an adaptation of that story? I feel like it was probably really close, right? Yeah, it almost. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was scene for scene, much like the Simpsons episode, uh, Das Bus. Yeah, it was scene for scene. <laughs> yeah, you know, I really like that book. I I read it, you know, back in middle school, like everybody else. But I also read it pretty recently. It's it's a fairly good book. I enjoy it. Better than this episode. <laughs> um, Gordon Bresick. This is his second episode he only wrote two the other one he wrote was burns blues which if you remember is one where i don't know they were stealing uh antifreeze and burn gets abducted by elvis aliens randomly yeah the tickle his feet yeah tickle his feet yeah yeah that's that's all i have as far as like second time around stuff for this episode we get another appearance from baxter i guess that doesn't happen super often so i guess maybe that's noteworthy do you guys have anything else for landlord of the flies i've got really nothing I, I don't um, either. It, I, like there was nothing I noticed really. Um, I forgot everything about this episode as soon as it was done. Yeah, that's um, for the better. <laughs> like there, like the only thing that I could think of was what was the computer's name that Baxter had? That doesn't appear at all in this. Exactly. Exactly. Like. He's just he's just not here. Like Baxter's just back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean we'll 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 talk more about that in anchovies, trust me. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Donatello's duplicate. So we got more clones here. Like, I mean, granted, I don't know if there's really been any clones of the turtles in the 87 series before now, but it just seems like there's been a whole lot of like clones of the turtles lately with the IDW series, you know, and then there was <laughs> it's like timely that we covered this episode. Yeah, really. it is. <laughs> So and I just found it interesting. The other thing that was cool to me is that actually I haven't the, read 134 yet. Was that a spoiler? I mean, they've they've already appeared. The clones have the turtles. Oh, they're we, clones. Well, like they talk straight up about like commissioning clones or whatever from from uh, what's his face from Barlow. From Barlow, yeah, way back when, like way back when he was creating Venus and like had her. Like he talked about how he was trying to create clones. Oh, of the I missed that's that. I gotta he, go back and read it. That's why he made Venus or something along those lines. I'm pretty sure someone somewhere has said clones. <laughs> Maybe I'm wrong. 
so I gotta go back and read it. <laughs> anyway. I don't even laugh like that. I'm still a little sick and I cough. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Donatello, uh, Donatello's clone. I'm melting. I'm melting is a popular. Yes. A reference to uh, the Wicked Witch of the West. Even though there he wasn't is. melting. Yeah, he was just disappearing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting choice. Interesting. Um, the other thing is Dantella's clone kind of reminds me of IDW's metalhead story a little bit and how he's yeah. like uh, you know, granted it it's missing all of the uh like existential crisis thing that's going on <laughs> right. with metalhead, <laughs> which is what makes it the most interesting, but it's still cool and interesting and anyway. It's it's good for like 87. It is good like, for 87. It's exactly. not like it's not a it's not a direction I would expect this show to go, but yeah. it was kind of neat um having them do that. Um yeah. like kind of kind of go that direction with them. Yeah, so I, I did like that. Um, no shredder or crane in this episode. Same with uh Raph versus the volcano, and also the oven was broken, Raph versus the volcano, and the oven is broken this episode as well. Continuity in the 87 series across episodes? It's possible. So I, just, <laughs> that I it thought it was intentional. It's <laughs> it, it, it's not a it's not a reference. Like it's it's it, it I just thought it was thematically similar to uh when Raph yells at Donatello to fix the hot water yeah, <laughs> in Mirage. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just thought it was thematically similar. Uh, Raph yelling at Donatello to fix the TV. Um, but also we had the return of one of the best gangsters in Pinky McFingers. Yeah, where have we seen him before? Raphael like knocks him dead. Okay. That's right. Okay. The one where Raphael, they tap him for his comedy to make like the whole world laugh so they can rob banks while everyone's laughing. Isn't that what it was? Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Barney Stockman, Baxter's brother, made the Gaga magnifier. Yes, that was that yeah. episode. Okay. Um, this episode, uh, Donatello says that he knows Bo, and he said that before. Uh, back at Michelangelo meets Bugman, and again, that's a reference to the old Bo Jackson commercials where Bo knows football. Yes. <laughs> I had a nickel for every time they made that reference. Yeah, for real. I have two nickels. is isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. So this is I thought it was weird. Splinter mentions um like when Donatello like says like he built a cloning thing and like when he's talking to Splinter about it, like Splinter says, like, oh, you're cloning again or something. Yeah, he says, like, you're conditioning your cloner or something like that. Or, it, But it, it, the way he says it or, like, the line he says specifically is, like, you're doing this again. And it made me, like, think, like, did I miss a previous cloning episode? Mm-mm. No, we yeah, haven't. So. I need to go back and <laughs> put the episode on real quick. There was one where they tried to like make a clone of Michelangelo with all of his memories, and then Shredder got Michelangelo's memories or something like that. It's uh, Cowboy Shredhead. Yeah, Cowboy Shredhead. Yeah. So there's there's that. That, but that was but that, but that wasn't, wasn't a cloning. Yeah, yeah. that was that was, that was a hologram clone. Yeah. Too. 
Yeah, but you know, we've had characters like a was it McDonald Crump or whatever, the like mega millionaire that like the first time you see him, he's like, Hey, thanks for helping me again. And just like the episodes are aired out of order slightly or whatever. So. Yeah, but that's like a very specific like thing to say. Mm-hmm. I've got the I've got the episode <laughs> right now because I need to hear him say that. Yeah. So Splinter says reconditioning your old cloning device. So like split so like this is a device that he's had for a while. If Splinter's if Splinter knows that much about it. Do you think it's possible this is like a Venture Brothers situation where like the rest of the turtles don't realize they're clones? <laughs> they died several times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep well, yeah, because children they keep, around. They keep, they keep clones, uh, right? They keep, Donatello's healthomizer keeps telling him they're going to die. So, <laughs> right. they, so they keep <laughs> taking risks and Donatello just keeps cloning them. God, we should write for television, guys. <laughs> I, you know what? This is our Mad Libs <laughs> thing all over again. We can do this. Oh. All right, but yeah, that's everything I had. Okay, so we could move on to anchovies. Actually, okay, one more thing. I forget. I forgot to mention this last time. This is really? more of a general thing that I noticed <laughs> in the theme song. Uh-huh. Um, like we've talked about how this season, like this, uh, and the last season started like with the new animation over the theme song and all the whooshing. Uh huh. So when Shredder comes through the portal with all the foot soldiers, when the evil Shredder attacks. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like very distinct like jet whooshing sound like that whoosh, like you know that sound yeah yeah we see jets flying over the, all the foot soldiers but that's to my knowledge never been anything in their arsenal toy wise video game wise nothing in the show they've never had jets it's just exciting. You know, that's all it is. You know, it's, it's like a comic book cover. I just, I just noticed, I was just like, that's very specific because they're like, they're like G.I. Joe Transformer style jets. Yeah. Weird for a show that has so many vehicles that they just introduced jets for the opening and never used them again. Well, exactly. Yeah. Like the turtles have the air superiority here with the blimp and that's like it. Right. Like I don't even count the neutrino like star cruisers. Mm-hmm. It's basically a hot air balloon, and they've mastered the sky versus the shredder. <laughs> exactly. Shredder doesn't even have a helicopter. Right. So, all right. I promise that's my last one. Okay. We good to move on to anchovies? <laughs> I, do I, I will allow it. Okay. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing, and you're in big trouble. Okay. I call legend law. So my first one in episode 10 is that they start talking about like Raphael taking unnecessary risks. And granted, a lot of these times he is like saving things and helping things that aren't human. You know, he's like putting out the fire in a dynamite factory, like they'd lose the factory, but no, like human lives would die and things like that. But I still feel like the turtles already take a lot of risks. Thank you. Um, (laughs) So... You know, so, what am I anchovies too? I'm like, you're not doing anything differently though, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. so my so my anchovy was arguably uh was they're not doing anything differently. Arguably, Raphael is doing more than they normally do. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like he's say he's legitimately saving the town more than they've really ever done. Yeah. Like, and he he's like, you know, busting crime, saving stopping fires and 
like all in one day. And it's like, how often do the turtles get sidetracked on like just little things? Yeah, I mean, who, who knows? But like, that's kind of my thing is like, I feel like, yeah, he doesn't really do anything very differently from what they already do, other than I think they really tried to emphasize the fact that like no human lives are in danger in all of these dangerous situations. And maybe that's what's supposed to be like different. But yeah, like they, they already have been in lots of risky situations. They already do a lot of risky things. It just didn't make sense to me that he's taking more now. <laughs> I also didn't understand, like, we know the turtles have turtle climbs. At, at what point when Donatello figured out his, like, healthometer was broken, why didn't he just, like, call Raph and be like, hey, what's wrong? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, end of episode. You know, like, <laughs> I don't know. I, they, they forget those turtle climbs so freaking much. and uh, it drives Just whenever it's convenient, you know, whenever yeah. it works for the plot, they remember them, and whenever it doesn't, they forget them. <laughs> and again, they say green defender so many times in this episode. Green, green defender. defender. Oh my God. There's even a part where the cop tells April, like he called himself the green defender. And she's like, did you say the green defender? And he's like, no, I said no, the green defender. The green Jesus defender. Christ. <laughs> so bad. No, I, th- I, I thought that was a good j- joke. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Agree to disagree. Yeah, overall, and then just, like, having, like, the whole, like, villain B-plot that kind of feels like it gets dropped on the side and, like, you just don't really care about him at I, all. I was <laughs> wondering how they were going to tie it together. Yeah. The, the, yeah. the Mount Papaloo and, and uh, Professor Vanilli. Yeah, like, I feel like it, like, introduces, yeah, the, the Mount Papapapalua, like, way too early in the story because you're sitting there just like okay when is this going to come into the story like why do we keep cutting back to vernon on this island and it's like doesn't pay off until like the very very end and even then it's like did you really need to do all of that right and like it's close it's a volcano on an island that's close enough to new york for them to get there on the news chopper yeah Yeah. Where is this? They just took a left to Jersey, right? Yeah, they just took a left to Jersey. (laughs) Like, how close was this island? Yeah. But anyway, that's pretty much all I have for that episode. Same. I've got guys. I've got a ton for Land of the Flies. I just, I okay. So then I'll just get mine out of the way. I hated this episode. I, I normally like Baxter episodes. I just, I tuned out, and. I got I got nothing nice to say about it. So go ahead. Yeah, it was it was a very long twenty four minutes. I remember it watching it and then like look checking my phone, thinking like surely it's almost done. And then I'm like, there's still ten minutes left. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, it feels like it should have ended ten <laughs> minutes sooner. Yeah, like it just oh, felt like it kept going. This uh, fell into my anchovies, but when the turtle says "come into our parlor," parlor said the turtles to the flies. Turtles to the fly. And that's something the Bugman said that was like a poem or something. I don't really care. Anyway, this episode, like, it's just gross. First off, like, the flies are disgusting. They are. And they're everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, all the time. It makes me feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. (laughs) And also, like, how how and why is Baxter back? And how do you learn how to control flies? Because now he's basically just the rat king with flies, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, like, that was my thing. It's like, yeah, how do you get back? Because he was, like, in this other dimension. With, with a robot friend. And he was like going crazy the last time we saw him. He seemed yeah. pretty together this time. And, and there was some continuity too, like to, to his like 
him going crazy and him having this robot friend. Like, yeah, because th- like there's a second episode that had it. Like there's like a story that he was like kind of following. Granted, it always gets reset back to the status quo of him being like thrown into another dimension again. But like he just totally ditched all that. Like it was just gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, he just shows up out of nowhere. And then like talk about stuff not paying off. Like at the beginning of this episode, I don't know what Bebop and Rocksteady are doing. They're stealing something and it may or may not be for the, I forget what it was even called. Krang had some machine that was going to turn him back into a human. And oh, the, like, it uh, just like never comes the matter back. platter. The matter platter. Yeah. What? What the hell like, was how that? How is that going to turn you into a human again? And then, like, Bebop and Rocksteady were like, oh, maybe we'll do it for us too. You guys like being mutants. You've exactly. said that multiple times. Yeah, they, yeah. they chose it. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, maybe they've just, you know, been like in a rut lately in life and they're just kind of rethinking some things, you know? I mean, I'd be in a rut if I worked with Splinter or worked with Shredder. Yeah. But, in the yeah. middle of the Arctic all the time. Yeah. Like, like maybe maybe that's just kind of you know they're at a turning point in their lives right now and they've decided they're actually done being me <laughs> like i'd go to like i mean like i'd go back to my old gang with joyzy red and high five <laughs> and us like if only the turtles knew some superhero that could control giant swarms of things that could help them out yeah. you know <laughs> like we yeah. just saw that a couple episodes ago uh what was Guys, what was where, the deal with the big Bugman end up? Is he back with the mon- monastery? I think maybe. Who knows? Did Who he go back there? I, I, I don't see no that's idea. where he goes. I don't think he ever comes back. So let's just say he's at the monastery. But what? What's up with the big sheet of plastic? Oh, I know. They just like have like a big sheet of plastic set up to stop the flies, and then the flies just kind of like break through it. And it's like you didn't want to use like a sticky thing or like. Anything? Anything? Yeah. yeah. Why did what, to trap them? Were they just like trying to stretch the story that long that they're like, okay, we need like forty-five seconds worth of story? Well, it's Plastic like how it, it's like how even before that though, when like Baxter is like making his announcement on the news, he's like hidden behind like a white screen, like protecting his identity right there in the yeah. studio. Yeah, and then decides that he's just gonna like get out in front of the cameras and announce things after like Verdon says things, you know, the flies are ugly. Like what was the point of him hiding his identity? Like why, why did he have to do that in the first yeah. place? What was like, the point what? of him going on the news? Yeah. Yeah. Like there's, there's so much of this that just doesn't make any sense. And it just yeah, feels like they were filling the time with something. Totally discombobulated. He, he says himself that he's better known as the landlord of the flies. This is the first time anyone has ever uttered that phrase. Not only that, but like it's such a weird joke for kids too. Yeah, yeah. well, like Lord of the Flies is not a kids media. Right. Yeah, but even then, it would just been better if they said he's like the Lord of the Flies because, like, the landlord of the flies, like landlord, like, does he own the property of flies? Like, the joke doesn't even work really because, like, it doesn't quite apply. It's a half baked joke. Yeah, I was kind of excited for this episode based on the title. I was like, that seems interesting, but yeah. Oh my god, was I wrong? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm glad I wasn't. I'm glad I wasn't a part of uh, the choosing process for these episodes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys picked it when I wasn't here because I would have accidentally picked one. <laughs> um, okay, so Shredder is bested by an automated pitching machine. 
But yeah. why why does he even show up at the baseball stadium? And and what was Baxter doing there even? Like I think they were going after the turtles. I I think one maybe, thing that was yeah. also, one thing that was annoying to me too was um the dome for the stadium like closed so fast. Yes. Yeah. It's like that would take like an hour. Right, right. <laughs> Well, and speaking of the structure of the of the baseball field, like Donatello just comes up through a manhole cover in right field. Like it's in the middle of the playing field. <laughs> he comes up through a manhole cover. Like where? Like what is up with this New York? There's manhole covers just like inside every building and and in right field and just everywhere they need to be. There's a manhole cover. So stupid. So lazy. Yeah. My my other my final thing I guess speaking of lazy is that. It has gone to a point now where it seems like every Baxter Stockman story is a pain by number. You know, he comes back. He's going to get vengeance on Shredder. Shredder gets Baxter on his side. They attack the turtles. He gets sent back to another dimension. Uh, and that's that's the Baxter Stockman story. Like, And they just keep telling it over and over again uh, whenever they bring him back. Like they're They're yeah. not doing anything new with him. This time they didn't even like what little continuity they kind of had for like a character journey they had for him. They just completely ignored and got rid of for this episode. So, yeah, if he ever shows up again, we might need to ignore this episode. And also, like, I don't think the other ones have had Donatello like using his portal generator to send him into another dimension. But yeah, yeah. his, I mean, also, this is like his portal generator is completely different. And yeah, it does look at this point, different. like, now that he's done that, why doesn't he do that with like Rat King and Shredder and Crank? Like, why is he? Why isn't that the answer? He's to basically everything? got like a Phantom Zone generator. Exactly. Yeah, yeah use it for everything now. Like I, what? Like what like dimension? What dimension did he send Baxter to? Another you know, dimension. He's <laughs> another one. <laughs> another one. He's, he's hardly been able to choose the right dimension yet. So he he probably just put it on random, just spun it's, the yeah, wheel. To be fair, yeah, he probably yeah. just he just probably just spun the dials. Yeah, uh, just gotta get rid of this guy. What a jerk! But yeah, this ep- this episode was a mess. It was just discombobulated and, and yeah, poorly written. I was not just, a fan. It's just not a good episode. And then also like uh, like you were saying, like um, every episode with Baxter is like a paint by numbers thing. I-, I think they just they don't know what to do with Baxter anymore. Yeah, like mm-hmm. just they bring him back for like gags. And then that's and that's it. And it's like, granted, like this is '87. We're talking about everything is a gag, but it, it's just the gag with Baxter's over. Like it's just not a fun one. Yeah, like you, if you're not going to take this character somewhere besides being trapped in another dimension and then getting out, trying to get revenge against the Shredder, then teaming up with Shredder to get revenge against the Turtles, <laughs> like you know, then then just stop. <laughs> yeah. Then just, just, I really liked the last episode with him, and, and this was such a disappointment. I and much like you, I, I usually enjoy Baxter. So yeah, not great. Oh well. Anyway, should we move on? Donatello's duplicate. Yeah, Donatello's duplicate. Um, I actually don't have a lot that I don't like about this one. Yeah, I only have one thing in mind is like the trick at the end where he gets like the duplicate to reverse his cloning thing. But like he specifically hits the clones of the turtles that he's created and they go away. But then all of a sudden, like he just starts disappearing. 
and then all of the rats he clones start disappearing and like okay maybe the rats can disappear because if he reversed this cloning process then maybe it does everything that that machine is cloned but down until his duplicate was cloned by a different machine like why does he just start disappearing it doesn't yeah he doesn't get hit by any rays he doesn't he just starts disappearing yeah i thought it was weird that like why would a clone machine have a reverse polarity that seems odd yeah like I, I don't know if like Donatello programmed his clone machine to work like a me seeks. And so he's just, you know, <laughs> the duplicate had completed whatever he was supposed to do. Some task there's a lot of the Donatello weird, wanted him to. There's a lot of weird. Uh, not to get too philosophical with this one, because uh, like we were talking about how this kind of touched on some weird topics that we didn't expect 87 to touch on like the existential crisis thing um, with Metalhead and IDW. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's just kind of, and this is kind of like an I love being a turtle because I found it so stupidly funny um, that the moment the clone mouths off to Donatello, he's ready to like kill it. (laughs) I had had that under I love being a turtle. Yeah, just like the first, he's like, I'm smarter than you. Than you and he's like okay well get ready to die <laughs> yeah, he, goes, he goes straight to he goes straight to i'm gonna kill you yeah and uh and not even like reversing the polarity kill like he draws a weapon like he on draws this guy. yeah it is like gonna like whop him and it's it, it's so like weirdly out of character for donatello um but it it's it's just funny because like i it was it would it's because then it makes you think that like this Donna this clone Donatello's got like agency like it knows enough to like not want to be there and want to go do its own thing and it's it's and then like Don like their whole mission is to like get rid of them and like destroy them and they're like at that point these are kind of like I mean, and maybe not the clones of the other turtles, because like those are created with the other machine. But like Donatello's clone is like legit a person. Yeah. And the way they kind of treat it as like we're just gonna kill him and like delete him. Yeah. Like that's that's a whole person now at this point. Like, does this unit have a soul? Kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I thought it was no. kind of crazy that this episode starts with a talking rat and then it never comes around again. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the rat just kind of disappeared. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally thought that, like, his duplicate was going to be, like, a rat that just had, like, his brain. Yeah. That's what I thought, like, too. Yeah. Thing. And it also just drops the rat and goes back to Donatello just making a clone of himself. That's, yeah, like, that's <laughs> almost more gone. interesting. I know, yeah. Like, I would have rather they kept up with the rat story than than that, than having the one we actually got like this, again with like donatello being a little murder happy he's like don't worry rat i won't hurt you and then you meet like turns on this giant machine with these gamma rays pointing at him it's like donatello come down yeah. man no he has <laughs> he has that line of um it's a good thing the sewer has all these like science or like uh test subjects running around it's like yeah. how many have you used donatello <laughs> How many have you already used? Yeah. How, you know, how much mad, mad scientist? Yeah, I was about to say, how much of a mad scientist are you? Exactly. 
By the way, best best mad scientist. I was reading Jack Kirby's The Demon. Baron von Evelstein is is the best <laughs> is the best evil scientist name. Donatello was just going fully Baron von Evelstein. That's amazing. Uh, in this in this story. It's like how did no one predict that Doctor Doom was going to become a villain? Like his his real name is Victor von, Victor Doom, von Doom. You know. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Have we had enough anchovies? Are we ready to talk about what we liked? I think so. Yeah. Oh, I love being a turtle. Alrighty. So I love being a turtle for uh, episode 10. Mikey saying that like Raph is practically naked after he like leaves his like wrist and leg bands in the lair. And because he's put yeah. on his new costume and his, his, yeah, his like wristbands and leg bands are left in the lair. <laughs> and he's just like, he's practically yeah. naked. It's a good, a good joke. It's a funny joke because, yeah, the turtles don't really wear any clothes except for their armbands and belts you think they get embarrassed at their elbow show like they're like old victorian guys you know <laughs> like oh oh sorry but they're not wearing any pants and they don't seem to care yeah <laughs> this episode like in kind of a hilarious way it deals with death like it's like okay i'm gonna die and then ras just like obsessed with it and doing everything he can to try and get yeah. killed like i think that's part of why i liked it because like it it was so kind of over the top like oh well i'm gonna punch my clock soon yeah and, like well and even even outside of that like what is that reporter doing when he's like thanks for tuning in uh we're about to watch this kitten plummet to its death and there's like there's yeah. no story yeah, there. it's just like, like why is... just have a camera trained on this kitten about to die. <laughs> and I'm actually interested in that reporter because that was because April rolls up and introduces herself to him. So he's from a different news studio. Yeah, not Rival from Channel News 6. Network. And I and I love his like kind of reaction, like uh, oh, like a he showed up late, like a dollar short. Yeah, like typical April O'Neil. Like she's kind of known as this bad reporter at other at other news stations. I want to see the Anchorman fight between the New York news stations and honestly, yeah, like and Ninja I, want Turtles. To, I want to see, I want to see the other news channels and what they think of Channel Six. I want to see just like you know, burning, just like curled up in a ball as a bunch of them are like kicking them, and April's just yeah. going around like knocking people out. Right. <laughs> Vernon's got a rocket launcher, but it's pointing the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh. Burn comes out like in a tank. Super, super Irma's flying around. (laughs) We haven't gotten a super Irma yet. We haven't. haven't. Anyway, is that all we've got for uh, episode? Yeah. Yeah. I Uh, have nothing written for Landlord of the Flies. (laughs) Landlord of the Flies, I did like the joke where Baxter tells Beop and Roxy to fire at Will. And they're like, okay. And they're like, who's Will? Like I know, there's Raphael, Leonardo, Donatello, Michelangelo. Right, that was that like, was a good that joke. Was a good bit, yeah, <laughs> I I love that joke too. Like, there's a similar one in Star Wars Rebels, uh, because like it takes place after the Clone Wars. Uh-huh. Um, and so Ezra, like the kid of the show, uh, they find some old battle droids that are that hadn't been deactivated, and uh-huh. Ezra's a kid, so he hasn't like he didn't live through the Clone Wars. He he's never seen a battle droid. Uh-huh. And so when they say like, uh, they're like the battle droids are like take him away, and the other one says Roger, Roger, and he's like, who's Roger? Yeah, 
like my favorite episode. I love seeing it's, battle droids. Uh, yeah, like I, I love seeing battles. I love Clone Wars battle droids. Like I love how silly they are, but I just I love Rebels for kind of like taking that joke, taking the opportunity for that joke. Yeah. Moving on to Dontello's duplicate, then. So there's actually even some like legitimate family drama in this one because like when the duplicate of Dontello comes out and has his ego, like Leo's straight up just like, "All right, Don, time to teach you a lesson. Remind you of your place." Like you know, there's like <laughs> bickering, fighting, like nose to nose fighting. It's just interesting to see how the turtles would react if one of them ever actually was uh, really abrasive on screen. Yeah, it kind of felt like Leo's been bottling that up for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, you'll notice uh, that none of them apologized to Donatello afterwards either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That would be actually, oh man, we're past anchovies, but it, it was weird that like it ends up being the moral of the story is don't tell you should have just sucked it up and done the work for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, like that's, not kind of, the, that's kind of a crappy lesson to me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah is, like, did Michelangelo write this episode? <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I uh, like uh, that the Rat King was in it. I don't think he was in it enough, but there's this great part where like Donatello's just walking. Or I, it might be the duplicate, I forget, but he's walking through like ankle high water and then Rat King pops up. Like he's just been laying in this puddle of water <laughs> yeah. this entire time. He just pops up. He's like, you he's waiting. Yeah, yeah. In ankle deep water, he hid. <laughs> I think what was the other? Uh, I, I like the um, when when Pinky McFingers and um, Rat King are like listening to the rat talk and they figure out they're like, Donatello. Any one of them adolescent karate or you know martial arts lizards, yeah, something like I'd, and they're like, no, he's one of the teenage mutant ninja turtles. Yeah, Rat King like corrects him. Yeah, it's interesting though because like I don't think the eighty seven series is that deep, but still it makes it feel like he has like some respect for the turtles and like who they are, which I would kind of like for the character. If I actually believed that this show was, you know, actually trying to do some character work and, and build something there, but it, yeah, it like, isn't. Like Rat King doesn't <laughs> have an like the racking of this show doesn't have an arc, but I feel like he's I feel like he's partnered with the turtles more time, like not more times than not, but like probably about half. Kinda, yeah. yeah. He, he actually helps them out in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, like it's interesting because it makes it look like he maybe has some like respect for the turtles. However, like I said, I don't think this show's that deep. I think it was just for the gag. Yeah. Uh, but still, I I actually kind of like that idea. I, I there's something about like a villain having like respect for the hero, you know, some some measure of respect for them that always makes someone appear more uh have more depth as a character and more interesting as a villain. I thought uh, Barry Gordon did a really good job as the duplicate. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me, like, I don't know how much like old Looney Tunes you watch, but like, normally Wiley Coyote is mute. But Mm. there's there's episodes. It's like specifically when he's paired with uh, Bugs Bunny, where he talks and he's like he he talks that same cadence that Barry Gordon does for uh, Dantel's duplicate, which is like, I'm a it's it's very like exact and he's always just like i'm a super genius guy and it's 
it's, it feels like Barry Gordon's trying to replicate that. I think he does a good job. It's, it's similar, but different enough from Donatello to actually be able to tell him apart. Yeah, like it sounds like Donatello, but it feels like he actually does have that different, more pretentious personality mm-hmm. than Donatello Pretentious, does. that's the word I was looking for, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I really liked that too. And, and Donatello having like an evil clone of himself that gets put into the world, like is interesting. Uh, you know, like he he builds, he makes this clone of himself to do the chores he doesn't want to do. And then suddenly, you know, his clone that I guess doesn't quite have the same mind as him, but still also says, I don't want to do all that stuff. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. I that's I don't want to do that. I want to build stuff. I want to do what you're doing. Uh, so I, I, I don't know. I love that in clone stories, uh, having the the clone, you know, someone creates a clone to like manage or do something or to assist them. And then the the backfires because the clone is also them, and the clone also doesn't want to do that thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I guess you know if we're, if we're talking little bits of continuity, like Donatello already tried this with Metalhead, and it didn't work out. So that's why he's trying it with a duplicate now, right? There you go. It's yeah. Like, why you would know. you think that would work if it didn't work with a robot? <laughs> yeah, sweep your own damn floors, Donatello. <laughs> yeah, Donatello, do the work for everyone else, and let everyone else slack off and not learn a thing. Yeah, that's the moral. <laughs> Yeah. It's the moral of the story. But yeah, I, I like the evil clone idea and, and him kind of having another version of himself out there that's kind of just an evil version. I almost uh, I almost wish that it stuck that the clone stuck around longer. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I wish I wish the like it would have been such a neat bad guy, like to kind of just be out there, kind of like IDW Metalhead. Like IDW yeah. Metalhead's mm-hmm. still out there. Yeah, and he, he's kind of like a smarter, well, he's a smarter Donatello, though, and so he can, like, create gadgets and be a threat to the turtles themselves. Yeah, like, exactly. They, they like, really that's could, interesting to me. Yeah, they really could have used this character a lot more if they wanted to in this series and, like, made him a bigger villain, you know, and, and maybe he took on it, you know, they could just keep calling him Cloney, I guess. But it's something that I would expect from, like, the Adventures comics, which is yeah. pretty much this cartoon, but better, you know, like, yeah. like well-written. Uh, <laughs> if they kept them around, though, how would they use the my melting I'm melting joke? They didn't really uh, make any oh, sense. Oh, you're right. Everything <laughs> revolves around the joke. Yep. You got to make the joke. Got to make there the joke. Go. It's like the landlord of the flies. You know, we got to make the joke, even if it doesn't fully work. Uh, uh, all right. Well, that's everything I got for these three episodes. What about you? Same. Yeah, that's it for me, too. Sweet. So, Keith, take us into the news. <laughs> This is April O'Neil of Channel 6. Thank you, Keith. Uh, so this week in news, uh, not much. Uh, just kind of two things uh, that uh, kind of happened uh, this past week. In fact, yesterday, I believe. Over the past couple of days, um, I think we talked about it before. Um, it was sometime last year, I know when it was first uh, revealed, but uh, Fury Toys is making their Samurai Turtles toy line. Um, they've done a couple other figures, but the one that caught everybody's attention was like their not Leonardo figure. It's that really cool looking turtle with, you know, it's, it's, it's not Ninja Turtles, um, but it's but it's a really cool third party figure. Um it went up for pre-order last year. Went uh, went up for pre-order again. Uh, it is finally expected to be shipping by the end of this month. Uh, I'm very excited because I pre-ordered one. 
but the big reveal was that Donatello and or not Donatello and not Splinter are the next two figures in this line, and they are going to go up for pre-order at the end of next month. So very excited to start that this line is still going because they because they've also done their not Leatherhead, which I have pre-ordered at Big Bad Toy Store, and I'm hoping that ships soon. Uh, because I've seen some people already get it, and it is an amazing figure. It's taller than um, the NECA like turtle, like the NECA movie turtles, which are already pretty tall. Uh, so I'm really excited to add these to my collection. Um, so you can head over to 5K Toys. Uh, that's the number 5K Toys on Instagram, so you can see the uh, the photos there. Um, we'll probably share them in our Instagram story or something. Um, but that is really cool. The pre-orders will be on 5ktoys.com. Uh, the next bit of news is over in animation, uh, the Toronto Animation Industry Conference, uh, Taffy, uh, was this past week. And Andy Soriano and some of the crew from the rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, were there. Uh, specifically talking about the challenge of changing the show or turning the show into the movie. And they also brought along a lot of cool um, things that they didn't show when we did this very same thing <laughs> at Colin Con over the summer um, where we had a ton of people there. Um, but there was some more cool uh, behind the scenes stuff. Uh, apparently they wanted Joe Manganiello to play Casey uh, when they had a different version of Casey in mind. Hmm. Um, so a lot of cool reveals. You can check those out over on Twitter. The hashtag is uh, Taffy, T-A-A-F-I-R-O-T-M-N-T, the Rise of the Teenage Mutant Turtles. Um, and yeah. Cool. That's pretty much everything uh if you're listening to this right now i don't know if it'll still be on sale but the uh, shredder's revenge is currently 20 bucks at gamestop and amazon and on pretty much all the platforms all right yeah and comic books the best of leatherhead comes out on the 23rd of november so that should be the day after this podcast is released and uh 134 just released just released yep last week or uh yeah last week really have i not bought it and read it i i picked it up well you don't buy issues when they come out you buy them a month later remember not anymore not since we've been covering it on the show oh look (laughs) at you uh saturday morning adventures number two and 134 came out on the same day Oh, shoot. All right. Well, I need to read 134 still. I'm behind. Darn it. Uh, Some possums. So, Spencer, what are we doing next time? So, we're going to take a break for a week because it's Thanksgiving week. Uh, But after that, we will be still covering another three episodes of the 1987 series. So, that'll be 13, 14, and 15. Which are The Ice Creature Cometh. Leonardo Cuts Loose and Pirate Radio. Dibs on Pirate Radio. All God right. dang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I saw that one and I was like, what is that episode about? So I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what this whole pirate radio thing is. Wow. Spencer excited for a 87 episode. Hey, you know, sometimes you got to get something to give you like a, a little jolt, you know, when it comes to watching some of these episodes, you know, something you got to find. You got to find things to be excited about in life, you know, All right. you think it will, will involve an actual pirate? Maybe. Perhaps I, who knows? Maybe it's just going to be some guy that uses lime wire. No, that, I guess that'd be ahead of its time, though. So. That's way ahead of its time, <laughs> and way behind our time. <laughs> what <Yeah>. a reference! <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> so, guys, thank you again so so much for listening to another episode of the Ninja Turtle Power Hour. Uh, we love each and every one of you. Uh, let us know somewhere on the internet what you think of the show, uh, Ninja Turtle Power Hour on. Facebook, Ninja Turtle PH on Instagram and Twitter and Ninja Turtle Power Hour on TikTok. I can't remember. It's Ninja Turtle Power Hour. And we just hit 500 followers. So did we really? We did. Nice. Wow. So more I, people come and follow. Yeah. That's Join more the party. than we have on that's more than we have on Twitter. Is that more than we have on Instagram? Probably. Probably. <laughs> I think it's right around <laughs> 500. I, I know, but that's awesome. But that's awesome. Spencer, you're doing a great job with the, with the TikTok. Um, so check us out on all those. Uh, like said, let us know <laughs> oh, we have internet. 600 followers. So uh, oh, oh, we're almost there. there Spencer. So, so, it's fa- so it's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter in that order. Uh, but yeah, guys, thank you again so, so much. Uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Leave us a review somewhere um, wherever you're listening to this. And um, Movie. yeah and hey uh you know we like keeping this podcast free but if you ever like hey you know i got some extra money lying around and, and those guys they they talk a lot they could probably use a, a nice warm beverage uh you can now buy us a cup of coffee i uh, go to coffee.com slash ninja troll power hour and leave us whatever you think is generous um that's coffee.com ko hyphen fi.com slash ninja turtle power hour all one word thanks in advance All right, guys, thank you again so much for listening. And until next time, cowabunga dudes. Cowabunga. Figures, he majored in trichonometry. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But like any character, all, all of that bonus content. God I know. <laughs> I know. I should have, I should have hit record earlier, but either way, we're just, we're just talking about how awesome capes are. Yeah. Again, as, as the pro cape cop podcast. Week, yeah. Man. The cape cast. I know we, I know we like jokingly sometimes are like, oh, what awesome bonus content. That was actually really good. Bonus it was. Content this <laughs> yeah. Week. Yeah. We actually did lose some, some good stuff there.
Oh man. Uh, but yeah, that's that's pretty much all I got for news. There's not really much. It's kind of a quiet time right now. Yeah. Oh, there was, um, Andy Soriano did a um, Andy Soriano did a thing on. But also, while we were complaining about fandom, the thing I'm getting tired of on like on the on the digital subreddit is like there'll be a bunch of people that like talk about how their favorite series is the 2003 series and they'll post it all over on there. And then instantly like this, like triggers some sort of like defensive reaction from the 2012 fans. And they're like, this series isn't that good. The 2012 series is really the best one. And it'll be like a wave of like 2012 posts and the 2003 fans will see that as like an attack on, I guess their fandom for whatever reason. And then they'll need to talk about how the 2012 really isn't that great. How the best one is really the 2003 series. And then they start posting a whole ton of 2003 stuff. And it's just like this cycle that just never ends on there. <laughs> my, my favorite part of all that is when all those posts hit and then you see that one post. It's like, how come no one ever talks about 2003? It's like, dude. Uh, yeah. Like, scroll up. <laughs> yeah. Like, like just 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 like scroll for a second. And you'll you'll see last week's wave of 2003 before this I'm wave of 2012 pop up. Ninja Turtles Reddit. Like, I think I've gotten all I can get out of it. Yeah. But, yeah. It's yeah. usually someone asking about getting into the comics, which is cool. And I'm always glad to help with that. Yeah. I was um, like, it's like yeah, that. I, and then, like, fan art of the Rise Turtles as humans is like all it is anymore. Yeah. And like, I get it. Like, there's, there's, there's a lot more Rise fans in the subreddit lately. Mm-hmm. Um, which, I mean, is fine. I'm glad to see that they're coming into the, con- the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's less backlash now. Yeah. Uh, I think it's just a generational divide between the Turtles fans that have always been around. And then now you have these new kids with their communities, like coming into an old and established one, which again is fine. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a learning curve for everybody to kind of realize how to navigate both of these like i consider myself pretty internet savvy that i know what i'm looking at yeah or like i I know how to deal with you know with both of these groups and i think you know i think these kids kind of just need to learn how the adults are going to react and vice versa like yeah it's not the adults internet anymore yeah well here's my method I ignore things that I don't care about and I read something that I do care about. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, I, like I read a lot of these posts, but I don't comment on every one of them. Yeah. Um, like, Oh look, some opinion that I don't really like, I'm just going to keep scrolling and go react with someone that I can't have a conversation with. <laughs> like that. I do want to have a conversation with about positive things because why bother talking about yeah. something I don't care for? Like, well, what's, what's the point? Yeah. Like I, uh, like every time I see a, uh, I want to get into comics. Where should I start? Like I'm mm-hmm. like Spencer's in there. Usually, yeah, but I don't even comment on all those unless unless there's some information that I feel like because there's other people You're that jump in. Pretty much a lot in now. everyone. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that jump in now, and so I don't do it as often anymore because there's usually a lot of people that jump in and say, you know, this or that. Uh, sometimes I'll just recommend the collected editions just to make life easier on people because people will just be like. Daddy W series of the Mirage series. And like, that's all they'll say. So I'll be like the IDW collection, 
the ultimate collection like that's the best way to to get into it and i'll just leave it at that but there's there most like a nice there used to be like a nice uh comic primer thing in the should still be there unless the new mods got rid of it because i'm pretty sure one of the old mods just kind of left and maybe the new mods did get rid of it but it should still be there or what sorry oh just in the yeah it's still there there's a comic book yeah the sidebar i don't think it's been updated in a while though it has not but it doesn't it doesn't really need to be i think the last well there was like an issue like upcoming issues um Oh yeah, that's way behind. It's yeah, showing like one twenty five. No, so. the yeah, the the moderators have never never bothered with with that. Yeah, so the, yeah, last Ronin number five, Jenica, TMT annual. Yeah, like this hasn't been updated since March. Yeah, you know it's been it's been a while. So, which is fine because like when you when you're reading this, like I use the Reddit app because mm-hmm. I'm stupid. Yeah, um, no, I do the same thing. Um, everybody says that's the worst way to to do Reddit, but it's like it's the most convenient, which is why I do it. Yeah. Um, my life doesn't really revolve around social media, and like, <laughs> like I'm not going to be like, all right, time for my Reddit time. Kind of get on my computer and log in. <laughs> like, yeah. Like I like I check it in the morning. Uh, uh, and then that's about it. Like I've even turned off notifications on Twitter because I'm like, I'm just trying to slow down on it. Yeah. Um. And honestly, it's been nice. Yeah. Like, you know, not having to react right away. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I don't I mean I've I've even posted on our socials like less because I'm just like I'm just taking a break. <laughs> yeah. No, I I'd have I'd never turned on notifications for any of my social media apps like Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, and like none of them. TikTok, I I just leave it off because it just keeps me from having to, I don't know, feeling like I need to get on it. It helps me moderate my time on them a little better. Uh, going back to what we were saying about like the two kind of generations interacting with each other now. Yeah. What has I'm, really been nice uh-huh. is the uh, kind of like and I've been saying it was going to happen for a long time. Okay. You can go back and listen to previous episodes. It's the tone towards rise is changing now. I think the movie helped a lot. Yeah. But there's, there's been a general softening of like, okay, like I get what they were going for in rise. It's not my favorite, but I Mm. get what they were going for. And that's really, that's really all I want from people. Like, yeah. you don't have to like it. It doesn't have to be your favorite. Just understand what it was going for. Yeah. And I'm glad that the conversation seems to mostly be going that direction. Um, like there was a great um, breakdown on Splinter. Somebody posted like, oh, I didn't like Rise at first. And then I gave it a chance. And like, now he's one of my favorite Splinters. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> Wow. Like, I didn't expect that from people, but I'm glad it's happening. I don't really like any splinters. Um, they all hurt and they're a pain. All right. Hey, should we get into these episodes? Yeah, yeah we should. let's we should get, get them out of the way. It's only been a half an hour. Okay. It's only been a half hour. 